Thanks for joining this Eastern Maine Sports Podcast, where today we'll review the semifinal high school football games that happened this past weekend and get you ready for regional final weekend that begins Friday night. Uh, I want to thank uh, Bob Beetham and uh, Chris Lesner for joining me today. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Mark. Um, first, uh, Bob, I just want to um, kind of – we're going to talk a little bit about, as I said, the uh, semifinal games first. Let's start with what you saw last night in Bucksport. That's something – Oh, where to start with that one? Uh, actually, as we speak, I think uh, Carter Tomasoff or uh, Wardwell just scored another touchdown. That was uh, that was unbelievable last night. Um, yeah. LTC playoff record: one hundred and thirteen points combined, and Bucksport with the seventy-seven to thirty-six victory. Just incredible. Uh, Tomasoff, uh, what three hundred something yards? I think he had a three sixty-three according to the Bangor Daily News today, and then uh, Wardwell had had a bunch around 200 yards as well. So between the two of them, uh, one thing that I really noticed about them last night, I, and it, that was the first time I'd seen Bucksport since the uh, preseason game with John Babs, but they were pretty much uh, power-eye uh, in that exhibition game. They really ran Thomas off on a lot of different formations. Um, they showed you know some full house backfield last night. They showed, again, a lot of power-eye. And then they also uh, ran him as a quarterback a little bit out of the spread formation where he could run and throw. So they really get him involved in the offense in a lot of, a lot of different looks. So I'm not sure if that was a new wrinkle that they just put in uh, before the playoffs or if they'd been doing that a uh, good part of the season, but it was definitely, they showed a lot of, you know, different wrinkles, different looks on offense last night against MA. Yeah, it definitely, definitely worked. They got out early and scored, scored often and uh, rolled to that win. Uh, let's talk about some games early in the weekend where um, really Friday night was a lot of upsets going on. Um, Lawrence and Brunswick, both the uh, lowest seeds in uh, Class B, they, they both won. And a uh, um, little bit of a surprise. I know Brunswick should not have been a surprise to all of us, but uh, most of us pick, picked uh, Coney there and uh, uh, they came up big, huh? Yeah, Coney won, you know, big 30-6 to six in the uh, last game of the regular season. And then, uh, excuse me, Brunswick really had started to get healthy towards the playoffs. They were kind of a team to look out for going to the playoffs. But, again, they've got, uh, you know, one of the real good backs. Uh, they hope to have him back for the final this week with uh, Lawrence. But, again, kind of a situation they were just starting to get healthy at the right time. And uh, in Class C, um, uh, Nakoma's uh, defeated uh, MCI. That was a that was an upset by seed. And uh, Herman, which this wasn't an upset, but it was quite a game. And uh, Garrett Trask scored a uh, late touchdown for the win there. Um, you know, great story. Both teams is uh, both teams got their first playoff wins this year, and now one of them is going to be going to a state championship game. Uh, great stories there for both of them, huh? Oh, absolutely. And for Nakoma's, I believe it's the first time they've ever been in a regional final in a male sport. Uh, the girls' teams have had a lot of success over the years. Uh, girls' basketball has won state championships, uh, you know, been in a number of state championship games. They've had a lot of success in field hockey. But uh, the boys over the years, uh, or at least in, you know, the team sports, such as, you know, basketball, soccer, uh, baseball, now football, I believe this is the first regional final appearance in a male sport since uh, basketball got to the regional final in the late 1970s so it's really been been a long drop for them but uh, definitely good for that community definitely and uh, uh herman uh, uh just uh you were at that game right herman winslow i was at that game friday night uh, really a tale of two halves 
Uh, I think back to the end of the MCI game that Kyle Gallant really emphasized to his team and, you know, was quoted as saying that we've just got to get tougher. And I think that they proved that Friday night. Uh, again, the game started off. Winslow really marched down the field on the first drive, uh, scored easily, and really, you know, dominated the line of scrimmage in that first half, uh, or especially on the first drive. Uh, key to that game, Ben Dorval, the real good back for Winslow, uh, got knocked out of bounds on about a 35-yard run and played sparingly uh, since then, uh, got injured on the play. Um, Herman was able to kind of stick around for the first half. Uh, Winslow had a few opportunities. And then in the second half, uh, things didn't start very well for Herman. Uh, on the opening kickoff, um, they you know mishandled the, the kickoff. Winslow recovered, scored on a short field, was 13 to nothing. And then Garrett Trask really took over the second half. Uh, really, he was more kind of an east-west run of the first half. Uh, Winslow played that 3-4 defense, four linebackers really um, keying in on Garrett Trask. Uh, second half, Trask was born north-south and really found uh, the seams in between the uh, tackles and uh, gained most of his yards in the second half in that big um, and then, you know, scored the big uh, 35-yard run to seal it. So that was really the difference in the ball game. is Garrett Trask really took over, was played like a running back in the second half and um, really, really got some tough yards when they needed him. And, and definitely Herman certainly answered that challenge and certainly know that uh, they've come a ways in that toughness category as Coach Glant was talking about. Um, the Another game you saw this weekend, uh, uh, Freiburg, uh, they – been quite a story all year. They they defeated Levitt early. Like we'll go, we'll talk about this game later. Freiburg and Levitt. They actually defeated Levitt early in the season. And uh, they, how did they, did they impress you on Saturday? They did. Uh, you know they're very good defensively. They've got a couple of uh, offensive defensive lines are very strong. They're not overly big up front, but they do have a lot of strong kids. Uh, you know the linebacking core is very good. Uh, they run a lot of spread offense. They'll run some pistol formation, but they pretty much try to run the ball out of that. Uh, but they, they are a physical football team. Uh, you know, Garden was able to, you know, hang around for a while. Uh, you know, Freiburg had a few, you know, key personal foul penalties. Uh, one of them, one of those, which, you know, extended the guard to drive. And they were, that was where they scored their one touchdown in the half. But uh, Freiburg will certainly be a tough out for somebody uh, come postseason. Definitely. Or come uh, finals of the state, a uh, possible state game if they should get that far. Definitely. Now uh, we will uh, kind of preview uh, the uh, regional final games that start on Friday night. Uh, should be fun. Uh, all these games have the potential to be very, very good. Uh, we're going to start with Class A, Oxford, Hill, Oxford Hills at Portland uh, Friday night, a game that you're going you're gonna to be at. Um, they had a pretty good game the first time, didn't they? Had a great game the first time. Actually, I was at the game at Oxford Hills when they played the regular season. Um, Portland, you know, got a field goal right before the half, got the lead to 14 to 10, and then scored on the first drive of the third quarter. Um, think about that ball game, though, is that the two Portland drives that went for touchdowns chewed up about nine and a half minutes each on each drive. So, again, Portland's, uh, beside, you know, with Zach Elowich, uh, Jacob Trefevin, they're going to try to, you know, grind out yards, move the chains, get first downs. They're very methodical that way. I believe they only threw the ball four times against Oxford Hills up there. And then Oxford Hills, on the other hand, they're going to try to um, get the ball to the hands of the quarterback 
uh, Colton Carson, uh, outstanding athlete, big, strong, 6'4 kid. Uh, saw the game with Chevros on Saturday night, and, you know, he had an outstanding ball game there and really ran the ball an awful lot for them as well and just very difficult to bring down. So, um, you know, it should be an outstanding you know, football game there Friday night. Uh, the other Class A game, Skyro and Thornton, will take place Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock in Saco. Uh, what do you think of that one? Yeah, I mean, Thornton's certainly, you know, the heavy favorite going into that ball game. But, again, that was a 7-7 ball game at Thornton when they played the regular season. Thornton had some big plays in the second half, pulled away, ended up 35-13. The Scarborough-Bonnie Eagle game the other night, I I I think the four teams that are playing this weekend in Class A and the four teams that we really, you know, expected all along and have been the class all season – uh, Scarborough's dominance of Bonnie Eagle surprised me a little bit. I thought that game would be a little bit closer. And they've got some, you know, real good athletes. Uh, certainly if they can get the Flaker kid out in space, um, you know, just an outstanding athlete too. Um, you know, they've got an opportunity to make some big plays uh, that way. In Class B, in the north, uh, Lawrence and Brunswick, uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be Coney Skowhegan playing in this game this weekend, but it's Lawrence and Brunswick Friday night at 7 um, Brunswick seems to always be there, and they're there again, huh, Bob? Yeah, I was reading, uh, I believe it was the Central Maine paper uh, today, that Lawrence and Brunswick, this will be the fifth time in the last 10 years that they've played at some point in the playoffs. Um, Lawrence knocked them out last year, 17-12 at Lawrence, and uh, Brunswick had won the other three meetings. So, um, again, I think the physicality of Brunswick, Brunswick put 55 up on them in the regular season. Uh, again, I don't expect that. Friday night, uh, Lawrence seems to be peaking right now. But again, they're going to face a different type of team in Brunswick than they faced in Skowhegan uh, on Friday night. Uh, Skowhegan likes to try to throw the ball all over the place. They um, try to get people out in space. And again, that really wasn't too conducive for Skowhegan Friday night, especially on a wet, uh, rainy night in Skowhegan. So again, not certainly not shocked that you know Lawrence won that football game. And uh, in the South, uh, definitely the two teams that you expected to get there, most people expected to get there, Marshwood and Kennebunk, they play at Kennebunk on Friday night at 6.30. Um, you saw this game the first time they played, and uh, it's definitely who you expected to be there, right? Well, no question. Again, Kennebunk uh, won it on a 31-yard field goal at the end of the uh, ball game. Game's actually going to be played in Biddeford Friday night at Waterhouse Field. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, they're going to play at Biddeford Friday night at 6.30. Um but again, I, it's really not a whole lot separating those two teams. Kennebunk, again, a lot of these kids as sophomores, now that they're seniors, uh, played in the state championship game, uh, lost to Brunswick two years ago. Uh, so again, these two teams have had really developed a great rivalry over the last couple of years and it should be a great football game on Friday night. Um, we're going to go to Class C now. Um... Nicomas and Herman play at Hamden on Saturday afternoon at 1. Again, we talked a little bit about these teams. You talked about Nicomas, first time they had a male male team get to regional finals. In Herman, uh, great has success in basketball. Now they've had getting success in football. Um, Chris, you saw these two teams play play the first first time. What did you see in that game? Um, it was it was a pretty good game um, in the first half. Um, Nicomas kept it close. They actually scored the first touchdown of the game. Nicomas' quarterback um, ended up getting hurt in that game later on in the game in the third quarter. And that's where Trask kind of took over and 
Herman went on to win 25-7. to I wouldn't expect that this week. I would expect a much, much closer game than the game they played at Herman, but um, should be a great game this week, Mark. Yeah, Nakoma seems to be – well, both teams – and you, as you said, Bob, Herman uh, kind of turning up the – you know, being more physical and kind of Nakoma's is peaking at the right time, huh, Bob? Oh, no question. I, yeah, I think both of these teams are much different teams than what they uh, faced when they faced each other in week week three or week four it was. But uh, biggest, you know, difference for Herman is that uh, Garrett Trask is running the ball a lot more for them. Again, he, you know, he ran the ball some early in the season, but again, he's really been their go-to uh, back for them. Uh, as, as the playoffs is on both on the ocean side game and then also last week against Winslow. Um, and, and again, Nakomis has gotten better and better as the year has mm-hmm. gone on. So again, I, I think, you know, we really look at all of these regional finals this weekend, you know, we'll get to the class D games, you know, I'm sure in a moment, but I would say the majority of these games are really toss ups. You know, maybe you get a couple of games though, that teams might be, you know, a bit of a favorite and be surprised if the other team won, but, um, I think you've got some, you know, just some great uh, regional final games this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. And this next one we're going to talk about um, should definitely be very good. At Fry- Freiburg at Levitt. Freiburg kind of made made them made themselves known when they played Levitt early in the season, didn't they? When they when they won that game, it was kind of they were kind of under the radar, and that kind of put them on the radar, and uh, everybody noticed them after that. Oh, no question. And I think you know you're going to you know you expect a real hard hitting game here. I think Levitt has, you know, certainly come on the last few weeks and has been dominant since the loss to Freiburg. And Levitt's going to be playing at home. Uh, Levitt had the advantage, too, with their two crossover games. They played MCI, who finished number one in C North. And then they also played Nokomis as well. So even though Freiburg beat Levitt in the regular season, Levitt ended up as the number one seed uh, just based on those uh, crossover wins. So, again, should be an outstanding. I have not seen Levitt this year, so I don't have a whole lot to go by there. I did see Freiburg last week. So, again, should be should be an outstanding game there. Um, we're going to go to Class D now, where the team you saw last night, Bucksport, will travel to uh, Fox Earth Academy Saturday night at 7 p.m. Um, you know, this game, I, I think, uh, you know, they played a really good game the first time, and it seems like Bucksport is – from what you're saying, is doing a little few more things uh, different offensively. This could be quite a game. Do you th- do you think, um, uh, Bob? Do you think playing on Monday is going to impact uh, Bucksport at all? Uh, not really. I, I don't think so at all. I, um, you know, the one thing when I look at uh, this Bucksport Foxcroft matchup, I'm trying to think of the last time, and maybe you guys know the answer to this, but uh, when's the last time that Foxcroft Academy has uh, lost a home playoff game? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, it's not. Anytime I can remember, assist. No, I, I can. Th- I'm trying to think back to the early 2000s. I I can't remember a time. I mean, obviously they've lost on the road some of the playoffs, but I can't remember a team going up to Oaksfield and winning. Now, having said that, I think Bucksport of all the teams might be best equipped to go up there and do that, and probably more so than last year's team. If you remember last year, the game was, <coughs> excuse me, game was on a real cold, blustery night and. Bucksport was a very different team last year. They had Chase Carmichael at quarterback, and they you know like to throw the ball a lot more and try to get ball out in space. This year, uh, they're much more of a power running team. They've certainly been bolstered by the return of uh, two-way lineman David Gross, and they're going to try to you know pound it out on the ground. Uh, the difference in this ball game might, might be, and I think the advantage that. Um, 
Foxcroft Academy might have against some of the other teams in the LTC is their kicking game. Uh, if it comes down to an extra point or possibly a field goal, or again, uh, being able to pin, you know, Bucks, uh, Fox, uh, excuse me, Bucks court back uh, deep and make him have to go the length of the field. Uh, I think Foxcroft's got the advantage when it comes to special teams, and that very well could you know, be the difference in the ball game. And they've also got some outstanding playmakers, too, with quarterback Matt Spooner. Um, Caleb Niles had a great year as a running back, and then also the two receivers, uh, Jeremy Richard and uh, Hyatt Smith. Yeah, um, Chris and I saw Richard uh, anytime against uh, Washington Academy in the semifinal. I mean, Spooner would throw the ball to him, you know, just uh, five yards, you know, two or three yards out, and he'd run. I mean, he, I mean, they were missing tackles all over the place. He definitely made things happen with his leg, legs. And uh, boy, uh, Chris Bob's right on uh, on Stedman, the kicker. Huh? The, you don't usually see kickers like that in any class in in high school football. And uh, he's uh, he did miss one, but he's pretty much automatic out there, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and and you know you guys speak of uh, Richard too. He he was an excellent. He's an excellent player for Foxcroft. The uh, game we saw the other night, he had 108 total yards with 64 yards just coming receiving. He had another 44 yards on the ground. They got they got some good players there, and it's going to be a heck of a game between those two schools. I I can't wait to uh, broadcast it. With yeah, you. that's um definitely not. Whatever happens, that, that game is not going to be a surprise and. Um, really, Bucksport. I've seen them play uh, once this year, and they their offense it can be explosive. But uh, both coaches, uh, you don't get um, really any anybody co- better coaches than you're going to see that night either, huh, Bob? Oh, not at all. But, um, and Joel Zanke at Bucksport's uh, winning this coach in the LTC, and then uh, Danny White's done a tremendous job. Uh, now it is, I believe, his tenth year at Foxcroft Academy. Uh, been in a few state title games. Uh, actually won a state championship back in 2012, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, they beat Winslow in the state championship game. Then, uh, you know, was in the state game last year again, trying to go back this year. So again, definitely, you know, probably the two premier pro. Well, certainly the two premier programs in the LTC uh, going at it uh, this coming Saturday night. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, the last game there in Class D uh, South. Uh, kind of the Cinderella story, right? Oak Hill against uh, the favorite Wells. Absolutely. I think you look at the games this weekend, I think the one game that would be shocking is if, you know, Wells, you know, you know, should get beat um, Friday night. Again, not, not to take anything away from Oak Hill, but again, Wells has definitely been the prohibited favorite going into the season. And I think, you know, certainly remains that way as well. Uh, they're going to be, you know, strong physical up front, um, very good defensively against the run and pass. And then also they've got one of the uh, top backs you're going to see this year in Tyler Bridge. So, again, I, uh, Oak Hill winning two overtime games to get here. I mean, they've had a tremendous run and, you know, basically playing with house money at this point. But, you know, we'll see what happens uh, down to Wells Friday night. Um, Bob, if you had to pick – you know, obviously, uh, all these games we expect to be good, as we've talked about. If you had to pick one game as the as the game of the week going into this, uh, the, maybe the most competitive or the best game, what, which one would you pick? Oh, goodness. I think you've got oh, – that's a tough question. I think there's about five of them that are would be a game of the week. Uh, obviously, Oxford Hills-Portland I think is going to be great. Uh, that Herman Nicomas game is going to be outstanding. Foxcroft-Bucksport. Um, Marshwood and Kennebunk, then you know Thornton Scarborough. I think was going to be an outstanding football game as well. So I, tough yeah, to I, choose, huh? Yeah, I mean it's tough to choose. I mean, 11, 
Levis Freiburg, you know, again, this is, this might be one of the best championship, you know, weekends that we've had. You know, we, you know, certainly look forward and enjoy Gold Ball weekend, but I, I think this weekend might be the best uh, best weekend of football we'll see this year. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Bob. Yeah. Um, no matter who comes out of the North in Class D, do you envision Wells if they make it there? Can you envision an upset in a state title game at all? No. And I, you know, no. I'll just put that bluntly. I, I just think that they're that much better. And one, one of the reasons too is I, I don't think that the teams in the North play enough tough games during the regular season. Uh, basically, you yeah. had Foxcroft, you know, who's who's a solid team. You've got Bucksport, who's a solid team. Uh, you know, Madden Alcock, again, despite, you know, last night giving up 77 points. And then, you know, Dexter for the you know most part of the season. Uh, and then after that, you it, there's, was certainly a, a big drop-off. Uh, D-South, just about every game was competitive. Uh, and then Wells crossed over. They played Cape Elizabeth and beat them soundly, and they beat um, a decent York team soundly as well. So I just don't think there's enough competition and, and again you know maybe that'll bounce back in the next couple of years but um to me the ltc has been down uh the last several years and i think it's maybe hurt the representative that's come out of the north a little bit the last few years yeah and i think i think too there's something me and mark were discussing too is the fact that you know if foxcroft academy was in the south probably they'd be a number eight seed well, i don't know if they'd be that low but i think they would be um Cause Oak Hills, I, it's hard to tell. I, I don't know if they're. I haven't seen Foxcroft Academy enough this year, uh, but I did see. I did see Lisbon early in the year. I saw Mountain Valley. Um, I, th- I think they're on. I would. I would probably put them maybe a step ahead of Foxcroft, but not. They. They would. I mean, they would be right in the mix with those teams. I think they would. It would be very competitive. Um, but I, you know, I don't know if they would be an eight seed or. Uh, but I would. I would certainly. Um, I don't. They wouldn't be undefeated. I, I would. I would. Uh, I would venture a guess at that, though. Hmm. Um, no. So you know, obviously, we're going to do this again next week. We'll talk about state championship uh, uh, Saturday, and we'll review the regional finals. But this is. It seems to me that this has been a lot better year, competitive-wise, than it has in a few years, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Again, anytime you, t- you know, you t- took the top four teams and. Um, your classifications in football are a lot smaller too than basketball. So if you think about it too, your your top half in basketball. I mean, how many great one eight matchups do you have? So really, a one eight matchup in basketball is kind of equivalent to what you would have in a one four in football because again, you're taking your your top half of the teams. But no, I I think you've had some very good competitive football. Some of the crossover games amongst classes. I think when they started doing that. A couple of years ago, was really helped too. We had some, you know, Lawrence and Winslow was an outstanding game this year, uh, BC matchup. And you've had some other games as well that have been uh, very good. So I think the overall competitiveness right now in high school football is, is very good. Yeah, and uh, is this the this the year that reclassification every two years, right? Is this this the this the year they do that? So it'd be interesting to see where everybody's at next year, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, again, you're looking at Possibly uh, eight-man football could be a possibility. And, you know, some other teams based on the rule will move uh, up and down a little bit as well. So uh, I know there's a number of different proposals on the table. Uh, once the state championship games end and the season's over, then 
the committee will sit down and uh, come up with some, uh, we'll present some of the recommendations. So it's, I think there's, we're going to see a lot of movement and a lot, you know, a lot of changes uh, next season. Excellent. Excellent. Well, anything else to add, Bob, or about this week or coming up? Uh, one thing I would like to mention too, uh, Huston's going to finish their season uh, this week at Plymouth state and look at the Huston program. I think they've been a great boon to high school football, particularly in the fact that you get a lot of kids that go there, a lot of main kids that are playing uh, that, you know, maybe aren't interested in going to a Bates, Bowden, Colby, and maybe not looking for the specialized education you might have at Maine Maritime Academy. Uh, so, you know, one thing I think it really helps when Huston's strong, I think it's great for high school football in Maine because you might get, you're more apt to get more teacher coaches coming out of Huston than you might a Bates, Bowden, or Colby. Or kids that go to Maine Maritime, they might go into engineering field or, you know, different um, maritime fields where the Huston kids, you're more apt to, you know, see kids that might go on to coach. And, you know, quite frankly, a lot of Maine kids may not be able to play at the 1AA level at Maine or Division One level, but there's a lot of kids that can play Division Three football at Huston. So, again, I think with Gabby Price's leadership and what they've done at Huston, I think is, you know, really uh, paying benefits and, you know, some dividends to Maine high school football is probably attracting or grooming that next uh, generation of coaches. That's a that's a great point, Bob. And you know, Hudson, yeah. Hudson has had you know all the success. And and you're right. You look at the roster, and the, there's a lot of main kids, isn't it? Chris Chris covered the game last last Saturday. A lot of a lot of main kids on that team, isn't it, Chris? There there is. And and just to add to the to the whole Hudson football thing is that this will be their last year in the um, in the current conference they're in. They've been so dominant in that conference. Um, I think I said what 270 to 65 or something. They had outscored their conference opponents. Go to a more comp- competitive conference that includes Western New England. So I think that will that will be good too for those kids to get that experience. Yeah, yeah no question. I mean, I think Huston's almost outgrown their conference right now. And I think going into that new conference will will be super. And you know, I think it'll be a lot better for the fans too. Uh, Honestly, I haven't seen a Huston game this year just because well, either number one on the Friday night game that they played, we had a high school game that night that I had to announce. And then I think they had another home game that I had another conflict too. And then the other days where I could go, I knew the games really weren't going to be that competitive. So I didn't bother to go. So now, now if you get more competitive games, I think more people will, will go and, and support the program as well. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, we, even us, you know, if Chris has a chance to cover that or another game, if he knows it's going to be, you know, fifty, you know, a blowout, then you're obviously going to choose a different game. But that might change as they get into the new conference, which is great. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct on that. Because if I would have had another game, I, I mean, they beat Gallaudet the other day 63-2. to two, So, I mean, if I would have had another game to do, I definitely would have done that. But you're right. A more competitive, competitive conference is going to be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. But definitely, and um, well, I want to thank both of you guys, and uh, you know, Bob, uh, we'll, Chris, and I will see you uh, Saturday night. I do want to let everybody know that um, Saturday afternoon, WABI does have the uh, does have the uh, Nokomis Herman game. WHOU will have the uh, will have the uh, Foxcroft Bucksport game on 
on Saturday night. And I do want to say that NBR has a whole list of uh, things uh, things they're covering on, on Friday night and Saturday also. So uh, everybody should check those out. Hopefully you can get out to a game. But if you can't, there's definitely plenty of places to watch watch these games. Absolutely. Hopefully the weather will cooperate this weekend. Uh, seeing uh, possible rain Friday night, uh, especially down in the Portland area too. And then I think Saturday's supposed to be good, uh, although cold Saturday night. But get as long as the wind stays down, it shouldn't be too bad. Definitely, definitely. So thank you, Bob, and thank you, Chris. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. you. This is the uh, thank you. This is the Eastern Main Sports Podcast. Please follow Eastern Main Sports on Facebook and Instagram at Eastern Main Sports and Twitter. Eastern ME Sports. Thank you for listening.